Hello, this is Alex Granado, Senior Reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today we have a very special guest. It is Education NC's own reporter, Liz Bell. Liz, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. So Liz is here today to talk about her series of equity videos that have been rolling out all week long. And I'm going to start by asking you, Liz, to tell me a little bit about the genesis of this project. So the the film series is called Equity Meets Education, and it's a four-part series um, of short films on four of the state's black male leaders kind of shaping the conversation and work around racial equity in North Carolina schools and beyond. Throughout um, my reporting, throughout our reporting, I think we see how different external factors, including race, shape kids' educational experiences, their opportunities, their possible life outcomes. Um, And so racial equity is one topic that really... uh, touches every corner of the education landscape. It's on an individual basis. We see uh, that black students perform lower uh, when it comes to test scores, graduation rates than their white peers, um, and are suspended at higher rates. And if you zoom out some, more of a systemic, it's more of a systemic issue as well. So we thought it was um, an issue that needs to be talked about and um, that these four men specifically have powerful, important voices and perspectives to share. So Liz, tell me about the four men you chose to profile in the documentaries. Who are they and why did you choose them? So the four men that are the focuses of the videos are Donnell Cannon, a young principal in Tarboro um, at North Edgecombe High School. The second one is Jason Terrell, who's the co-founder and executive director of an organization called Profound Gentlemen that's working to support male educators of color. The third is Toussaint Romain, who's a public defender in Charlotte and also an adjunct professor at UNC Charlotte. And the fourth is James Ford, 2014 North Carolina Teacher of the Year and then a program director at Public School Forum, and now a consultant with Filling the Gap Educational Consultants. And how we chose them, um, we thought it was important to focus on and elevate black male voices. Uh, And secondly, we wanted some diversity in geography. So we have Donnell's uh, important rural perspective, Toussaint's Charlotte-focused urban perspective, James's kind of statewide systemic perspective, and then Jason's kind of nationwide look at some of these issues. And we also wanted some diversity in kind of what these guys do for a living, for a living and um, how and when they interact with individuals going through the educational system and in Toussaint's case, the criminal justice system. And I wanna go back for just a second. We're talking about equity in these videos. And equity is often something that people confuse with equality. And these are two different things. Can you uh, talk a little bit about what the difference is and, and what equity actually means? Yes. So that was a thread, kind of the difference between equity and equality throughout the four videos. And the four different men um, had pretty similar, a little bit different um, based on their experiences and their insight into their own worlds. But... Um, similar definitions and um, differences between the two concepts. Equality is the goal, 
and equity is more of the process. And so um, equality means treating everyone, you know, everyone having um, equal opportunity and equity is how we get there. Um, so that means that different students, people, different groups of people and students have different needs. And in order to get everyone on the same playing field, um, different people need different resources and different support. And I saw a, an editorial cartoon that actually I thought illustrated the difference between the two pretty well. It had three people all trying to stare over a fence and they're of different sizes, right? One was tall, one was normal height, and one was small. And equality, they all have like a little box to stand on and the box is the same size. So the really tall guy can really see over the fence. The normal size guy can kind of see over the fence and the short guy still can't see over the fence. Equity, they'd, they'd have uh, three different size boxes so that they could all see over the fence at the same height. Is that basically it? Yes. And I've heard a critique of that cartoon, though. Um, and that maybe an even better metaphor, instead of having the kids at different heights, would be having the ground at like them standing on a hill to represent kind of it's these systemic, um, these systems that keep students from um, either being able to see over the fence or being able to have equal opportunity or not. And, you know, I'm sure going into this project, you had a certain idea about what you were going to see, what you were going to learn. But having gone through it now, what do you think you've learned about equity in the course of doing this? I think I've learned that having uncomfortable conversations is important um, and hearing people's, which seems like something that you always hear, um, but kind of learning it by doing it was important for me personally and professionally. And um, I think I learned that it's about recognizing your own role and your own um, position on different spectrums of power and then using that position or that platform to, to lift others up. And not only uncomfortable conversations, but I know that it can be uncomfortable to walk around and videotape people doing their thing or interviewing them about topics like this. So tell me a little bit about that process of, you know, having to be behind the camera and kind of spy on these people's lives. It can be uncomfortable for sure to be in someone's face with a camera or to just be in a room with a camera. Um, but I would say that all of the guys were super supportive and, and wanted these films to be the best they could be. So they were pretty easy to film. Um, being in the courtroom was an interesting first experience filming there, trying to get the permissions and, and knowing all the rules. That was super interesting and at times uncomfortable, but it was definitely worth it. And so the videos are done now. They've been rolling out on our website this week, but there are going to be some kind of public showings of these videos. Tell me a little bit about that, where they're going to be and what you hope to accomplish with these public showings of the documentaries. Yes, so there are going to be screenings of the series and then panel discussions afterwards with different combinations of the men in the videos. Um, the first one is February 7th at the Full Frame Theater in Durham at 6 p.m. And then there's another one on Monday, February 12th in Charlotte at the Levine Museum of the New South, also at 6 p.m. We're hoping to, um, you know, reach 
reach more people, you know, have more people see the videos and also hopefully start some productive conversations around how we can all individually do better and how we can do better um, in making sure that our educational system and other systems meet all students' needs, specifically students of color. I want to follow up on that a little, a little bit about what you were saying about what you hope to accomplish with the screenings. You know, now that you're done with this, what, is, what are your hopes for the futures? For the future of these videos, what, where, where do you hope they take the conversation? One message that um, all of the men, I think, touch on in some way, but specifically Jason does, um, is this gap between in North Carolina and nationwide, the diversifying student population and a teacher workforce that doesn't reflect that, and just the importance of specifically students of color having teachers who look like them and know their experiences um, is so important. And I hope that these videos inform conversations and decisions around how we can diversify the teacher workforce. In talking to these men, how did they feel that North Carolina was doing in regards to equity in education? I think all of them, I obviously asked all of them that question, and it's such a huge interconnected topic that it's hard to just say, oh, we're doing well or we're not doing well because there's so many different ways that it plays out in the classroom and elsewhere. Um, but I think that they were all hopeful because they were so and are so dedicated to the work that they're doing to make things better that um, even though they still saw issues in North Carolina and, and beyond, they were all um, super optimistic so we're recording this on Friday, January 19th, and uh, today you had an article come out, uh, Reporter's Notebook, where you talk about kind of your experiences uh, with Donnell, who was one of the people featured in the documentaries, and kind of an early experience getting, getting to know some of the struggles that, that he has in the classroom. Tell me a little bit about that. Right, so I spent a day with Donnell during his first year as a principal at North Edgecombe, last year. It was one of the most inspiring, honestly, days I've spent inside a school. His um, just passion and, and deep care for human beings is really contagious. And um, there was one moment that has stuck with me since. And we were in a classroom kind of observing the teacher and the students and sitting in the back. And there was this one girl who kept looking my way and afterwards was kind of following us around and asking me questions and Donnell leaned over to me and said she sees herself in you and I wasn't really thinking about it but he started to explain how just having someone older who was visiting as you know had this reporter job and um, just listened to her and paid attention to her and looked like her it was a white female teenager um, mattered to her and meant a lot to her. And um, that was kind of made me realize um, what Donnell and so many male educators of color specifically mean to um, their students of color, because that's that kind of connection and that opportunity isn't always something that exists in, in schools. Well, Liz, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. I've been talking with Liz Bell. She is a reporter for Education NC. I'm Alex Granado, senior reporter for Education NC, and you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.